the uh, men's group's going to kind of get reactivated. I guess is a good word. We're going to try anyway. But uh, we're going to meet at Jake's up in Manalee Restaurant there at 7.30. And if you let me know, or Ron Lance know, and uh, we can give them a head count. But uh, anybody who's interested, uh, we'll be glad to see you. Just need to know that you're going to be there, and we'll put your name on the list. Next Sunday, yes. Okay. 7.30. Yes. Sunday at 7.30. And Rob Lance is going to be there too, so. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be signing autographs. <laughs> Are there any other announcements? I got you, Linda. Yeah. Uh, this Tuesday is our Band of Brothers uh, online uh, Zoom meeting that we have uh, nationwide. Guys from all over. If you're interested, let me know. I can get you an email address and get you the link to the meeting. That'll be Tuesday at 7. All right. Um, there will be an Easter egg hunt after church. It will be down on the Parsonage lawn. And uh, you are certainly welcome to come and be a part of that. Uh, any children up to Erica? Where's, what's the age? What's the age?
If you'll join me for all our call to worship this morning, it is responsive. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. The tomb is empty. Hallelujah. Christ is alive. Hallelujah. I invite you to rise in body or in spirit for the light of Christ reading and prayer. Reading from the Gospel of John, the Easter account. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who, then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one in the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. 
And she told them that he had said these things to her. I invite you to pray with me. God of hope, in the midst of death, you call forth life. When all hope seemed gone, you raised Jesus from the grave. We came before you today longing for your life-giving presence. God of new life, raise us up with all your people. Lift us from the tombs of our despair and doubt, that we may rejoice in your power over death. God of joy, fill our hearts with hallelujahs as we sing your praises. Glory to God.
debate this morning. I've uh, presented to Lent a wide variety of affirmations of faith that we use in the United Methodist Church. And this morning, I'm going to use the one that's probably most familiar to all of you, the Apostles' Creed. Please join me in reading that together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and stood at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And just to remind us for those of you who didn't hear it before, in our creeds where you hear the word Catholic and it's not capitalized, that word just means universal. So the universal. <coughs> All right. Well, since it's Easter morning, just because it's beautiful and it's a thing we love to do, I'd like for us all um, in, the, in the life and death and resurrection of Christ to uh, turn and share joyous peace with one another and in a safe and social distance way, of course. So you may sign ASL or you may part with your fingers or use your voices to greet one another on this beautiful Easter morning. So please, at this time, Turn to your neighbors and pass the pages. Please bow your heads with me. In the evening, when the disciples meet, frightened behind locked doors, you come to them with words of peace. For wicked plots have failed, and the cruelty of the world has come to nothing. And the betrayal and the denial of friends have not prevailed. Life-giving God, we give you thanks, for Jesus has risen. He comes to us with words of peace. Come to us today in government rooms where politicians meet, in city boardrooms where executives plan, in courtrooms where lawyers debate. Come with words of peace. In hospital rooms where people are waiting, in prison cells where people are afraid in homes where people struggle to make ends meet, come with words of peace. Come to us whenever we are afraid, whenever we are grieving. Come to us now, we pray in silence, for those we care about or are worried about. So please, at this time, take about 30 seconds to pray for those who you know need God's intervention. Despite the strong and solid doors we lock to protect ourselves, to shut out the world, come to us with words of peace, Lord. This Easter, breathe on us again with your spirit, for you have overcome evil. The wicked plots fail, and the cruelty of the world comes to nothing, and the betrayal and denial of friends do not prevail. 
Renew us in the power of your spirit that we may open the doors and go out into the world to bring words of peace to the people we meet. Renew us in the power of your spirit that we may have life in your name and go wherever you send us. In Jesus' name we pray. And now may we lift our voices together to pray the prayer our beloved Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our
What kind of man welcomes the company of the hurting, helpless, and the hopeless? What kind of a man can heal the pain with a single soft touch? What kind of a man multiplies hope and freedom as easily as he does fish and bread? Who else can turn our dusty old religion into a brand new relationship? What kind of man would claim to be God in the flesh, but then allow that same flesh to be torn apart? What kind of a man would embrace betrayal? Insults. Torture. Mockery. And death. And yet, live to tell about it. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody. Who could speak with such authoritative words and yet drench them with compassion? Who could be strong enough to still the storms yet be so meek and humble? Who could allow the hands that created the universe to also be nailed into a wooden cross? Who could choose patience despite deserving immediate and complete obedience? Who could be blameless and without fault and still endure the judgment others deserve? Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody. Who will love us like Him? Who will be with us when all others have left? Who comforts us in suffering? Who is our peace in the midst of anxiety? Who reassures me when my mind is drowning in doubt? Who accepts me as I am with no strings attached? Who else would die for me while I was sinking in sin? Who else can turn the grave into Easter morning? Nobody. 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 Nobody but Jesus. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The word of God for the people of God.
smells very good. It's making my nose very run, too. So. You don't have COVID. <laughs> yes, at least I don't have COVID. It's just that I have those in space. All right. If you bow your heads with me for just a moment. O risen Christ, open us to the power of your resurrection as we hear it proclaimed anew this day, that we too might rise to new life in you. Okay, one word. I want you to think of just one word that fills you with the most joy in your life. Don't say it out loud yet. Spell it out in your minds and then hold it there. Visualize that word that brings you great joy. For the record, chocolate is spelled C H and O. Not if you got your word. I, I don't see all the nods. I'll wait a, a, a few more seconds. When I see most people nod, I'll know we're ready. Okay. Nod if you've got your word and you're visualizing it in your mind. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you to say the word you're holding in your mind. And it's an Easter word. You know why it's an Easter word? Because today's Easter. So, don't say it quietly. You also can't worry about what the person sitting next to you will think about your word, because it's your word. You can't hide your word. You must say it loud and strong and with as much joy as you can give it with the mask on. And then imagine that it was taken away from you. And then suddenly you've got it back again. Okay? That's what you're going to do. Now, you're going to say it on go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. God bless it. Now think about, now that you've said your word, think about what Mary Magdalene went through. In her deepest grief, she went to Jesus' tomb. She went there in despair, expecting to prepare a dead body for eternal rest. Instead, she left the garden so full of joy that she practically flew back to tell the other disciples what she had heard and seen. When Mary realized that the man standing before her was not the gardener she had imagined, but was actually Jesus, alive and well, Mary said, Rabboni. Now, that word does mean teacher, but it's not exactly the same as the word rabbi. Rabboni is also a way to address God. For Mary, that one word in that moment had to be the most joyous word ever spoken. We read the empty tomb account, or read it, excuse me, from the Gospel of John in our Light of Christ reading today. But John is probably the last of the four Gospels that was written. Scholars believe that the first Gospel account was Mark's. And as the Gospel of Mark stands in most Bibles today, the 
The last chapter, chapter 16, has 20 verses. Verses 9 through 20 of verse 16 tell of Jesus' appearance to Mary Magdalene at the tomb, to two other disciples walking on the road, and to all 11 of the remaining disciples as they sit around the table. Jesus speaks to the 11 about their mission to spread the good news to the whole creation and tells them of the signs that will come to them when they do that. And then finally, in verses 19 and 20, Jesus ascends to his Father, and with the Lord's help, the disciples take up their role as proclaimers of the good news. That's chapter 16 of Mark in a nutshell. However, many Bible scholars believe that the ending of Mark was edited at some time from later date. And the reason they believe that is, for one thing, Mark contains no account of Jesus' birth, and the earliest known copies of the gospel that we have today end with uh, verse 16:8, which reads, So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now, Mark does not tell of an encounter with Jesus at the tomb. Instead, he says the women encountered the stone rolled away from the entrance to the tomb. And seated to the right of the entrance was a young man in white robes who says to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place that they laid him. But go, tell the disciples and Peter, that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. But what if things had ended, as in verse 8, and the women were too afraid to tell anyone that they had seen the tomb and met the angel, and the tomb was empty? What if our knowledge of the resurrection story ended with the empty tomb? No appearances afterward? No Peter jumping for joy into the water to get Jesus, to get to Jesus who's on this shore cooking them breakfast? No feed my sheep? What if it all had ended in an empty tomb? Would we still be here this morning? Would our ancestors in the church have had the faith to keep on going? Now in John's account, Mary doesn't even know it is Jesus standing before her until he says her name. We all know who is speaking to us when they say our name. It's so personal. There's this distinct difference between someone that you barely know calling out your name at a graduation ceremony especially a college one, and your mother calling your name when you were in trouble. I can still, to this day, hear my mom in my head yelling, Jim, Pete, Raymond! <laughs> there was no mistaking when I heard that who was speaking those words. You just know 
by the way they call your name. And Jesus said, Mary. And she knew him instantly. The stone was rolled away. Whether the angels rolled it away or it rolled away because God caused the ground to shake. We know Mary and the other women didn't do it. They couldn't have. It was much too heavy, and the tomb was guarded by Roman soldiers. So surely no mere stone could keep all that was Yeshua, our salvation, inside a cold tomb. The tomb was empty. The stone was rolled away. So what is that stone for you? Depression, age, divorce, cancer, betrayal, loss of a loved one, loneliness, addiction, grief. These stones may have power over you and over me, but no stone has power over Jesus. No stone has power over Yeshua, salvation. The stone was rolled away. As we've noted already, the Gospels vary in their accounts of the resurrection. They have different numbers of women going to the tomb, different accounts of angels, different accounts of which disciple got there first. But the one common denominator in all four Gospels is that scene where it's just Mary Magdalene and Jesus. Jesus says to her in John, do not cling to me. In many movies and Sunday school materials, Jesus is pictured as almost transparent looking, as if he were a ghost. I don't think that's it. I believe that Jesus was as solid as you or as me after the resurrection. However, I do think that Mary would have had the impulse to throw herself into Jesus' arms and hold on to him so tightly that she might have broken a rib. She wouldn't have wanted to let go of him <coughs> after all that had transpired in the last three days. When Jesus says, do not cling, the word cling can also mean cleave, which means stick to. Do not cleave to me. What if Jesus wasn't saying, let go of me, in that sense? What if he was saying, let me go? Let me go. Jesus was giving his ministry to Mary and to the disciples, and he was saying to her, you've got to run things now. Jesus gave the ministry to the disciples, and they, in turn, over the centuries, have given it to us. That old phrase, you are the only Jesus some people will ever see, is frighteningly true today. We, you and me, 
hands and feet and eyes and ears and heart of Jesus Christ. Jesus is here because we are here. When our youth go on mission trips, they are Jesus in this world. When the women knit and crochet prayer shawls and blankets for those in need, they are Jesus in this world. When we provide a meal, <coughs> when we give away water at the parade, or provide changing stations for babies at the festival, we are Jesus in the world. When we provide a backpack or a friendly word to someone in our community, we are Jesus in this world. Jesus is part of us. He exists here, now. Who else can do that? Who could be born 2,000 plus years ago, yet be here and exist in the here and now through us? Nobody.
for the gift of resurrected Jesus Christ, who redeemed us to be his hands and feet in the world. Rejoice today to be able to share with others the gifts that God has given to us. You may drop your offering in the plate placed by the door on the way out if you haven't already. You may send it in the mail. You may drop it off at the church during morning office hours, or you may use our convenient online giving option. But however you choose to give, I thank you for it. Our offering prayer this morning is by Laura Jackwood Bartlett. Generous and surprising God, when we thought that death had claimed your only son, you amazed us with the resurrection. Surprise us again with your ability to turn these humble offerings into gifts that will transform the world through our witness to your love. We lay our very lives at your feet, O oh God, knowing that you will use us to proclaim and embody the gospel.
And with those who stand in question, we lift our Easter songs to you. Holy, holy, holy are you, God who has made you stay. All creation celebrates your constant love. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who is revealed on this morning. Hosanna in the highest. When he could have come to your glory, God, who alone is holy, Jesus chose to become human at that time so we might be filled with your grace. When we stood against the wall wondering if anyone noticed us, he came to take us by the hand to teach us new dance steps. When our lives crumble around us and we lie scattered on the ground, he gathers us up, reshaping us into your beloved community. When we were unable to break the power of evil over us, he allowed sin to toss him aside like a pebble in a shoe until he was raised from the tomb because you refused to give us over to death. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he gave thanks to you and he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks to you, and he gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As we stand today before the empty tomb, celebrating the great news of this day, we would have that faith, which is a mystery. Christ died so sin could not belong to Christ was raised, so death did not belong to him. Christ will come to hold us in the steadfast love and hope. At this time, wherever we find ourselves, at home, in apartments, in care facilities, or finally able to be back in shared spaces, pour out your spirit upon your people and on the gifts of the Feast of the Resurrection. May the bread which is broken open like a tomb. Strengthen us so we may go to rebuild sh shattered hopes, to bind up the hurts of the world. May the cup, which is filled with the fruits of your steadfast love, nourish us, relieve the shadows of our fears and doubts, to stand with the lonely and forgotten, to listen to the cries of the world. And in that time to come, when we will be gathered with our sisters and brothers of every place and of every moment, we will sing your praises, God in community, holy in one, as you hold on to us forever. And everyone said, Amen. Now you may stand if you wish, if you don't have to, for the partaking of the bread and wine.
one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. Let's partake of the bread together, the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing of the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ.